0: What's up, Gigging Pros? It's Jared Judge. Welcome to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. I wanted to revisit a podcast episode I did probably over a hundred episodes ago because it's that important for your music career. It is literally the thing that makes or breaks your ability to survive, makes or breaks your happiness, makes or breaks the longevity of your act, and uh, also makes or breaks your ability to invest in other. Things that your band or act desperately needs, like a PA system, or even the ability to pay for things like marketing and training and coaching. Uh, So, if you want any of those things, you want the ability to last a long time with your musical act, if you want the ability to be happy with the finances of your act, not feel like you're losing money on each gig, well, then this is totally the episode that you needed to hear. Because the solution is building in a profit margin into your price. So for a long time, back when I started my first gigging act, Dream City Strings, I knew that I wanted to build a string quartet, I wanted to sell it to you know high-paying private event gigs, mostly weddings, but corporate events too. And you know, I set about on that journey, and the way that I figured that I should just compensate everybody was by splitting the money evenly you know four people each of us gets 25% of the money sounds fair right well wrong it's not fair because you know i was one of those four members the other three members were musicians obviously and those three musicians simply did not contribute to the any of the administration of the act which is totally fine because i didn't really ask them to however they were all getting compensated equally to me and i was doing all of the administration for the act the marketing of it paying for the website paying for ads paying for all the like business incorporation cuz yes i incorporated as a business very early on and not to mention the money that i put in but also the time and the effort like all of those things took time i had to spend time figuring out how do i file an LLC. How do I get a business bank account? I had to visit in person and meet with my bank person, uh, business bank person. His name is Oleg. And <laughs> all that stuff took a lot of time that I was not being compensated for because I was being paid just for my musical services. So <laughs> there's that. And then uh, there's there's the whole marketing of the act, which, you know, I put together a website that's that was one of the first things I did websites cost money as you all know websites take time to put together and effort and then I literally did spend extra money I spent like two thousand dollars to this guy who said he would write the text for your website make it a really high converting sales funnel so I spent over two thousand dollars on this guy which actually did not pan out he's not a musician he didn't really know how to market music, and so I tried using his website, but nothing happened other than me being out over $2,000, which I paid out of my own pocket, because again, I was paying myself equally to the musicians who just showed up at the gig and played, and I have no resentment towards those musicians, this was completely a my, my fault, and um, if you're listening to this podcast, you might be in a similar situation, where you know, don't be resentful at your bandmates, be resentful at yourself for putting yourself into this situation. Uh, I mean, don't, don't be resentful because we all make mistakes, but it's time to change that. so, you know, I was spending all this money on marketing and then spending all this time, uh, once I did get a lead following up with that lead. So hours of my time per lead per gig. And then once the gig was booked, once again, spending more time writing the contract playing the cashier getting their money and then coordinating all the logistics of that gig you know because every gig is unique the venues are different and sometimes i would even visit the venue before the gig a couple days before just to see where are we setting up what's the sound situation where's the electricity so all this uncompensated time plus this left the business in a dire financial situation because we uh, after after each gig, I would pay out all four musicians, including myself, and that would leave the business with no money left over for anything, right? I couldn't pay for the website, so that had to come out of my own pocket again. Couldn't pay for any of the additional services, like you know, paying for the annual reports, paying the the taxes and accounting. Uh, all that had to come again out of my own pocket. And so, this all could have been solved had I, from very early on, implemented a profit margin. And it's crazy because they don't teach any of this stuff in music school or in the lessons that we take. Nobody talks about the completely unsexy finances behind running your band or your act. Even as a soloist, by the way, like if you're just a solo act, you still gotta do this. Like, you pay yourself a you know, a salary from the gig that is for your musicianship for showing up and playing, but you still need to build in an additional profit margin to cover all of your expenses and invest in the future of your act. So profit margin is simply a percentage that you build into your price on top of the fees that, on top of your cost of goods. Cost of goods is a quick term I just need to define cost of goods is how much does it cost to actually make a gig happen so you're paying for things when you're when you're putting a gig on you're first of all paying for the musicians and yourself is included in that and then on top of that perhaps you're paying travel fees if the gig is two hours away definitely should charge and pay out a travel fee to the musicians playing on top of that you may have to hire a sound engineer or even you know, rent equipment to make that happen. So that's another cost of good. And then maybe you bought some new sheet music. Like street Quartet did that all the time, still does it. And that is another cost of good. Uh, and then anything else that needs to, to be paid as part of that gig. So those are your cost of goods. I will say there is another cost of good, cost of making that happen which is your time as the administrator. yeah? So as the administrator, you're doing the selling, and you're also making sure the gig gets fulfilled. So that is another cost of good that I would build into your price. And for that one, I would use a percentage. You know, there's... Uh, one of the things that we're trying out a lot is a 10% commission to the person who books the gig and makes it happen. And so... I would build that right into the price. So that is not your profit margin yet. We haven't even gotten there. Um, but after that, so you get this nice, nice uh, number that is your entire cost to make the gig happen. And then that's when the profit margin kicks in. Profit margin is an additional percentage on top of the cost of the goods that you have sold. And it is so important to build that in. And the way to do that, is by deciding on a percentage. You know, in online and, and like, e-commerce, there are a lot of people who have over a 50% profit margin, meaning it costs less than 50% to manufacture the little trinket that you bought on Amazon. So it costs 50% of the price that you paid to make it. Now, in music and in Services. We are in the service industry, like we're service workers. We show up at a at a time at a at a place. Fifty percent profit margin is less realistic. Uh, however, there are some musicians who do that. Um, but also, I would say that ten percent is way too low. I can't make you, like I can't tell you what to do as far as a profit margin. You have to figure that out yourself. But I will revisit what I said in the first podcast episode about the fifty percent thing. In California, there is a class action lawsuit against a large corporate style band because they take over a fifty percent profit margin, and so all the musicians got together and did a class action lawsuit, saying like this: this band is taking too much, which I think is fair. You know, fifty percent I think is too much, but I don't think. Too much lower is is a is a bad thing, you know. I wouldn't go ten percent. I would go higher. And what this does, um, so by the way, the quick formula for doing this is like: say that you are paying out a thousand dollars to all of your musicians and the cost of of making the gig happen. Say you decide on a uh, let's let's just use fifty percent as the example because it makes really clean numbers, and so. If you were to say, I'm going to make a 50% profit margin, or the act is going to have a 50% profit margin, and the cost of the gig is $1,000, the way to do uh, figure out what the total gig should be is to divide the cost of the goods by the profit margin percentage. Actually, I'm, I I always get this wrong, but it's actually the inverse. So you divide the cost of the, uh, the goods that you've sold by one minus the profit margin. So you want to get like, if 50% is the profit margin, what's the other half? What percentage of the gig was the cost of the goods sold? So you divide the cost of the goods sold by the percentage of the total price that is the cost of the goods sold, which in this case would still be 50%, and you get the total gig. So 1,000 divided by 50% is 2,000. So $2,000 is the total price that you're going to charge to the customer for the gig, and then five hundred, uh, sorry, one thousand dollars of that goes towards the musicians and other costs as part of the gig. The other one thousand is pure profit, profit that goes into the the business bank account for the act, profit that goes towards paying your gig salad subscription, your website, your membership to Full Time Music Academy, your assistant. Uh, your business cards that you printed at FedEx and other things. So isn't that amazing that if you're wondering like, why, when I book a gig, how come I'm losing money? Well, this is the exact reason why that you have not built a profit margin into your gig. And I wanted to show you what the possibilities are that once you build that profit margin into a gig, this enables the long-term longevity of your act because it's now financially sta- stable kind of like a a human body it needs blood to survive your gigging act is it's basically a person it needs blood to survive and if every gig, you know, you get an injection of blood from somebody paying for it but then you spend all of that blood you lose all of that blood by paying for the cost of the goods, you leave the body with no blood left eventually no oxygen gets to the brain and it dies so we don't want that. So purpose is to make more music and, and be happier and more financially sound doing it. And the profit margin is the way. So again, you have to decide what profit margin works best for you. Zero is completely unacceptable. If you're doing zero, I can predict that you're probably feeling a bit resentful of your act right now. Feeling like it's a drain. Feeling like, oh, society won't support my music I actually know it's the decision not to have a profit margin that is causing you to feel that way. So this is your chance to, to change it right now. I want you to, you know, if you're driving, you know, pull over. Otherwise, get out a piece of paper or get out the notes app on your phone. Write out how much does it cost for you to put on a gig. How much are you paying your bandmates, yourself? And next, add in a fee. for you as the person who does the administration and booking and then once you get that calculate a profit margin decide on a percentage somewhere between 20 and 50 percent and then divide the cost of goods by one minus the percentage of the gig that is the cost of the goods so if you're doing a 40% profit margin then the percentage of the gig that's the cost of goods is 60%. See, I did 1 minus 40% is 60%. So cost of goods divided by 60%, then you get your total gig price that you need to charge to the customer. So I hope this was helpful. And if you're one of my full-time Academy students, you know you struggle with this. I hope you listen to this and do it right now. Figure out your price. And do this for every possible configuration of your act that you book. And I promise you, you will have a much happier band, much happier bank account. You'll get the ability to pay off your credit card debts, pay off your student loans faster. And it's really amazing what being financially comfortable is. Don't be shy about this. There's nothing wrong with charging a profit margin. I would just say, don't be greedy. But I know that if you're a musician listening to this, you're not going to be greedy. You're doing this in service of your music so that you can put out a higher quality product for the people who book you. You can create a better experience for the musicians who play with you, and you enable music to thrive. You're not driving down the prices of everybody. So that is my high horse for today. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Gigging Musician podcast. By the way, this is one of the fundamental things that I teach inside a Full-Time Music Academy, and if you're interested in that, I'd love to give you a free trial of it when you get the Gig Vault absolutely free. It is a treasure trove of over 24,665 private event contacts. These are the money gigs, as Tracy Silverman says. If you want access to the money gigs, you need a plan to get there. Full time Music Academy gives you that plan, and the gig vault gives you the exact people that you need to reach out to. So get your free copy at openthegigvault.com. And remember, your music will not market itself.